Hey y'all, welcome back to another episode of Investing with the Podcast with your host, Alicia Waje, aka Queen of the Dark Skin Baddies. What is going on, y'all? Welcome back, welcome back. This is episode two of season five. I really hope y'all enjoyed my last episode with two of my friends. If you did not pause this right now, go watch it. Sorry, listen to it and then come back to it. Y'all, I have to give y'all a life update, okay? So lately, life has been taking a toll, I feel like. It's just been so everywhere that I feel like I could be falling, but I'm standing straight up, if you get what I mean. So there's just been a lot of things going on lately, and I'm very proud of the moments that I've been having. And I'm very proud of the growth that I've been having. Um, Teaching is coming to an end for me. Um, It was nice (laughs) while it lasted, but it's it's not for me. Um, Love kids, love children, um, love working with preteens, all that stuff. Um, Just the teaching aspect. It's not what I went to school for. You know, it's not what is in my cards. It's nice and practical, but it's not me, you know. Uh, no offense to teachers out there teaching maybe just for you, but I don't want to get stuck in a profession that I never dreamed I would be in, you know? So I feel like I just got to get up and go. Like I'm just, one thing about me, I am not afraid to leave a job or quit something that I feel like isn't serving me anymore because, you know, that job will replace you the next day. But who's going to replace you if you own your own business or if you are waking up every day and doing what you want to do um, and still making a profit and still living your best life? Um, That's what I feel like I have to do with myself. And I don't care how many W-2s I have. (laughs) I don't. I really don't care. I'm going to land exactly where I want to land. And I just feel like every time God's put me in a position, it's a test to see are you going to settle for this or are you going to get back to where you belong? And I feel like I'm getting to that space where I'm going to be exactly where I belong. It just feels natural to me, you know? So other than that, um, I'm excited. I don't want to tell y'all what's happening right now because I want to keep the element of surprise, but um, I can't wait for y'all to find out what I've been working on for real. Um, Even though it's pretty new, but pretty promising, like, I don't know, but I'm excited to open up this new chapter of my life. And I just feel like everything on my vision board is going to happen now. I feel like it's happening like right now. So I'm very, very, very excited for that. Excuse me. So other than that, um, I am networking a whole lot more. I've been able to talk to more people about just different aspects of business and things and getting better with my business out of things because sometimes when you're just working to pay the bills, it would be, it's like, it's harder to, okay, now I need to do my inventory, do this, do this, especially when you don't have products, especially if you're a service provider, it's hard because you're just working to pay the bills that are right in front of you. So um, I'm just learning how to work smarter for sure. And networking will help me expand that, you know, and knowing what I need to do. 
So I don't know. I'm just very, very, very excited for that moment for me. All right. Um, but today I wanted to get into how to say no. A lot of people don't know how to say no. Let me tell you why no is my favorite word. Um, one is super short, super cute. You don't have to explain yourself afterwards. You really don't need a reason sometimes, and it's quick, all right? I became a no-sayer because I was being taken advantage of for the longest time. I feel like if I continue to say yes to everything, my body would just burn out. You know, sometimes you don't have enough mentally, physically, to to just keep giving to people, to jobs, to surroundings, environments. You can't just keep giving. At some point, you have to say, no, this is enough. This is going to stop right here. And I need to elevate myself. Like, I will say no in a quickness <laughs> now. I'm just I'm just comfortable with it. And sometimes people, they don't get comfortable with the word no. And it takes practice. I first started saying no. Let's see. I feel like I first started saying no when it came to my business with hair. So let's let's backtrack here. Um, I used to charge um, way under what I was worth, but I didn't know at the time because I was still practicing on a few things, but I was still good. So when I started elevating and I got in a salon and they kind of upped my prices for me, I was like, oh, okay, so this is a little more me. I feel like I can make money, you know? So um, I went over and I started changing up my prices. And then um, I started doing the deposit thing. When I first started doing the deposit thing, there's a lot of people who were like, well, can you just do this um, this one time? You know, I don't have it right now, but I'll have it on Friday or I'll have it on this. I'm like, um, okay, I guess so. You know what I mean? And the more that I did that, it was like people would cancel on me last minute. Or they'd uh, be super, super late. And I'm just like, oh, this is so annoying. Like, I should have just said no. Or I'll be real, real tired. And I should have just said no. And not just me saying no. It's like me being firm, you know? Sometimes it's not just saying no. You have to say no. And then you have to stand on that no. You know what I mean? You have to keep being grounded in your answers and in your decisions because I was a pushover. Sometimes I could still be a bit of a pushover or I would just feel like, no, these are my friends. They would not treat me like this. Um, you know, I know her or I know him and you know, all this, this is not going to be. And I'm just like, wow, I should have just said no. Like there was nothing wrong with saying no. Um, even not just hair business, like say I've been in plenty of situations where I am the problem solver all of the time. And I don't have to be the problem solver all the time. Sometimes I just wanted to be a bystander and I wanted to listen and I wanted to just be an ear or a shoulder to cry on and then I can just get up and go or whatever. Sometimes I felt like it was my job to fix the problem and I was saying yes before somebody even asked me and then it was just still, it just wasn't what I wanted it to be. So I feel like when I started saying no for real and standing on my nose, it was just better off for me. I'm like, wow, I said no this time. And they end up fixing their problem on their own. 
So if I just step back a little or say nothing, sometimes problems get fixed. You know what I mean? Because if I wasn't here, what would you be doing? You'd be fixing your issue. You'd be working out whatever you want to work out or you'd be booking another stylist or whatever the case may be. But after I started saying no for real, I was just like, oh, this is such a relief. Like I didn't even understand the power of just saying no. Sorry, I can't do it. Sorry, I'm overwhelmed. Not even an explanation. No, sorry. Even jobs used to ask me, oh, well, can you stay late? Can you do this? I could have just said no instead of like being bitchy about saying yes <laughs> or being tired or, you know, just being just not feeling like it or not wanting to. You know, it felt like my uh, what do you call it? Just my feelings were being bullied or just, you know, I, I just had to bully my way to saying, you know, I was bullied into saying yes with a lot of the situations that I was in. And looking back on it, there's plenty of times where I could have just said no. But, you know, I had to live and learn, you know, of course, well, I hate doing that, but I had to live and learn. And when I did, I'm just like, wow, I'm really comfortable saying no now. And it's because yes has been so traumatizing for me. Um, I just feel like every time I would overextend myself, it would just not be what I thought it would be. And the only person that's burnt out is me. And I feel like it just wouldn't work out for me, you know? So that's where I'm getting a lot of my, um, what do you call it? Just my wisdom. That's where I get a lot of my wisdom from. And I just feel like it's a privilege to say no these days, you know? I, not everybody has that luxury. They feel like they don't, but I feel like the luxury isn't money or your status, I feel like it's a mental thing. It's where you feel mentally comfortable to say no. And when you're mentally comfortable to say no, you can progress, like you can advance. I feel like the people who are the go-getters, the people who are the ones who will not take anything from anyone, the people who are top dogs in that top percent, they're the ones saying no to the things that they feel are not for them, that are not serving them. I'm telling you, spend one day of just saying no to things that you do not want to do. Of course, within reason, if you feel like this day that you're saying no on, you know, a no day, <laughs> if it's going to wreck your bills like that, then I wouldn't participate. But imagine a day saying no to every single thing that you do not want to do. You know, plain and simple. Just imagine waking up and saying, I don't feel like working for this person today. I'm going to take a mental day. You know what I mean? Things like that. Or even if you can't do it work-wise. I don't have kids. <laughs> so, you know, to each his own with this challenge. But I don't have children, so a lot of the things for me are short and simple and sweet. You know what I mean? Even with kids, like I love my um my sibling, like you know what I mean? I love him to death, you know, I love my niece, but sometimes I have to say no, I don't have kids, you know what I mean? Sometimes I don't wanna babysit, or sometimes I don't wanna be bothered, sometimes I just wanna be in my space and be in my peace because I don't usually have a lot of free time. 
because I'm such a busy person. I mean, I am time to time to time to time. So saying no for me has definitely been a privilege lately. And I understand it because, again, I don't have children. I don't have a lot of people dependent on me. So I am in a space where I can take risks and I'm enjoying that. I'm thanking God for that. Thanking God for just being able to do what I really would love to do and and having no shame. I have no shame in saying no. I have no shame in saying this is not for me. I don't want to be here. I want to be over here and I feel like God will give it to me. I just have to work for it. And if I wake up every day and I know in my heart and my soul, like this is what I should be doing, I have to chase it because I will not leave this earth before going after my dreams. I feel like it's a waste, it's a waste of time and it's just not becoming of me. You know, I deserve the better things in life. I just promote happiness within myself. And I feel like I can get any and everything that I achieve. Half of the stuff, not even half, but I'll speak it into existence. Half of the stuff that I put on my bucket list have already been done in in a quickness, you know? So I know that can happen. I know it can happen. I'm not worried. I'm, I'm, I'm telling y'all, I'm saying, like, I'm telling y'all, I ain't trying to just yell at everybody, hey, quit your jobs and go do craziness. Obviously, work within reason, work, you know, responsibly, but still chase after your dreams. Don't get stuck. Do not get stuck, okay? I think as minorities, Black people, Hispanic people, we can get stuck in a practical job, practical position. This is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life because this is what makes me stable. And, oh, I can't take risks because, insert excuses. You know, I feel like there's no excuse for anybody. We have we have the same 24 hours. We have the same width, you know what I mean, of a day. And I just feel like if you're not using every inch of that day to do something that you really want to say yes to, then what are you living for? You know, not saying don't do anything crazy, you know what I mean? I'm not doing that at all, but it's just like, what are you living for if you can't achieve some sort of peace or happiness? And I promise, going to a job that you hate every day, or not even hate that you know that you're settling for, is just not the move. I can't do it. As long as God has given me the talent that I have within my veins and in my brain, like all this talent within me, there's no way that I can fail. The first time I was able to make some money, I never went back. Never went back. I think the first time that I made some money was selling, I made hair bows out of Capri Sun packets um in like high school something like that and after that I said I just made this with my hands and somebody gave me some money you know what I think I should sell this sell this and then I started doing people projects for them I started doing any and everything that I can because I fell in love with using my talent for profit but it's not even just that I was happy to do it so it's like why would I not be happy while I'm working you know I don't know about y'all. I just feel like life isn't about just, yeah, let me just do this job. Yeah, let me just get this application. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, if I'm ready to go, I'm ready to go. 
no one's going to hold me back. And you can cry, kick, and scream, but I'm going to say no at the end of the day, and I'm going to be comfortable in it. And nobody's going to be able to sway me from my decisions majority of the time. You know, it, most of the time I have a few people on my, you know, kind of like one hand that I will go get reassurance from. Nine times out of 10, they feel what I feel because I can explain myself well. And I'm just like, no, I'm miserable and I don't want to be miserable and I don't have to be miserable. This is my life. This is my choice. And I could just say no. And that's exactly what I've done. What, what I have done. Sorry. That's exactly what I've done is just say no in the way that I want to. And I feel like if people can practice how to do that properly, you won't have many days where you just down and out. Your dreams will still be your dreams. You know what I mean? And I swear I say this ugh, with my whole heart. If you are not using each day, working towards some part of your goal every single day, you do not want it that bad. Let me say that again. If you do not you work towards your goal. If you do not work towards your goal every day, one little step, you don't want it that bad and you're not going to get it. Just saying, you're never going to get what you want if you don't spend every day reaching towards that goal. You think Beyonce became Beyonce by not singing one of those days? No. Rihanna didn't become Rihanna by not speaking up, not doing her thing. You know what I mean? Whoever you look up to, Obama didn't become Obama without doing something to reach his goals every single day. The way that you carry yourself, the way that you work and network and talk with people, like there's just absolutely no way you could spend 24 hours and not for a second write down, plan, reach out to who you need to reach out to. There's just no way. I don't respect lazy people. I really, really don't. I used to be one of them. I don't even remember when I used to be one of them. I I know my moments. I know when I can be lazy towards certain things, but it depends on what you prioritize. But I sacrifice my sleep. I sacrifice certain things, you know, to get to where I need to go. Yeah, I ain't trying to pass out or nothing like that, you know, in the best ways I take care of myself. But sometimes you just got to do what you got to do to get where you want to get. And I promise y'all, when I get to where I want to get, you're going to see it. It's already here. Like, it's already been promised to me. I am just doing the work right now. So it's already there. Um, I'm just doing the work. But I just want to leave that gym with y'all for sure, for sure, for sure. But Because you, you cannot. You just can't All right. So get now anywhere. we're going to get so into this new segment that uh, I introduced last Give yourself a no day. Saying no to oh, all so the you shit the that you don't want to do. <laughs> And people that look so at you differently, you gotta see. Hmm. Are these people really on my team? So they really one time. You know what I mean? I, I just feel like that would right? go. So yeah. And y'all, I'm telling you, I was involved with someone who was my boyfriend or anything like that. He was very. One, I used to be on the dating apps, right? So I met him on Tinder or Black, something like that. One of those. And, you know, it was cool and all. And then when I went to his house, I'm like, okay, he got a little high-rise apartment. Things were nice and everything. He was very well kept, you know. We were both in the Greek community. And it was all, you know, fun and stuff. And he was very, like, upscale. I felt like, I don't know, it was just real cool. And then... We started, you know, getting closer, <laughs> obviously intimate. 
and he started revealing this like Fifty Shades of Grey type thing. And I was just like, mm, this is a little weird. Where it really got weird is when he started asking me to, um, <laughs> he he was asking me to like call him master and stuff. And I was just like, uh-uh. like, I'm not, he was just like, yeah, you're my little slut or whatever it was. <laughs> Y'all, when I tell you, I understand people have like their own kinks and stuff, but I was not ready. And I was answering his questions as if he was really asking them and not realizing it was like sex talk. So he was like, yeah, I just got, I just got off of work. And I, he tried to role play. And I was like, huh? <laughs> I'm like, I did not understand. And he was just like, oh, I'm just used to dealing with older women and all this. I'm like, okay. And then he was wanting me to like go buy him stuff or like buy us stuff. He's like, yeah, just go pick up some tickets for us. I was like, huh? I ain't paying for nothing for you. What are you talking about? I'm trying to get you to step up. What are you talking about? So he was just used to something else. And I was just very like, this is not for me. We had to cut ties because I was like, this is weird. This is big weirdo vibes. And I couldn't do it anymore. And he was just being, and halfway I was like, dang, it's crazy or something. Like, I don't know. He was being weird. And like weird commanding, and I was like, Mm-mm. "It's giving Fifty Shades of Grey like gonna tie me up or something." And I'm not ready for that. So yeah, that was my little story because that's just, and it was just too much. He was it's just asking for too much, and I wasn't ready for any of that stuff. It was giving Fifty Shades, and I didn't like the shades. I had to turn up, you know. I had to open the blinds. <laughs> it was just too much. But yeah, just just wanted to jump that tidbit in there. Okay. So moving on to have several seats. So first of all, apparently Lucky Hustler from Jocelyn's Cabaret is trying to get back in on Jocelyn's Cabaret. After they had that big old blow up at the end and her and Lex and Jocelyn was all beefing and, you know, she was bad talking to show, bad mouth and all that stuff. I'm just like, wow, that's crazy. And now you want you need her again? And she was like, you know, she did. What did she say? She literally was like, oh, I did Jocelyn's Cabaret the first time. And like, it sent me back to the club or something like that. And um, I was just like, what? Like, why are you trying to be back on the show? She was like, been working on Jocelyn's Cabaret since 2018. She sent me back to the strip club. I'm trying to come home for real tag jocelyn and zeus network case uh because closed mouths don't get fed so that brings me to like say these reality tv shows um there's ways that you can really get your come up and if you're not going to utilize that platform and make it work for you and you end up back in position one you're just being stupid at that point (laughs) like you're not working smart at all because there's no way that you got you know, the following that you needed. You got the cult following that you need. You got the, you know, the the notoriety or whatever. You got your business started, you know what I mean? And for some reason you blew it off, you know? It's like, at some point you gotta realize as soon as you make a big heap of money, you don't just go buy all the expensive wigs you can buy and hire all your friends so they can eat all your money up and then leave when you're done. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't really understand that. I don't think a lot of people understand wealth. And it's because a lot, especially in our black community, especially in the black community, we, uh, I don't even know, like, uh, black people 
our community, we feel the need to flex super hard when we start making real money or money that we feel like is a flex. When have you ever seen people with real wealth wear it? Almost never. All right. Now I understand when I get my money up, you're going to see me dressing a little better. You're going to see me, you know what I mean? But who's about to just wear a whole bunch of crazy designer everything? These are just material things that will not go with you when you leave. I want to create generational wealth, real generational wealth. I'm pretty sure my future children sorry, don't want my outfits that I wore <laughs> when I started getting money. Or, you know what I mean? They don't want those designer things that I, you know, that's outdated or whatever it is. But they would love some land. You know what I mean? They would love to be able to just get a job within the company. And like, oh, you know, my mom owns this. I'll just work here. I'm stick here. I'm going to learn about the business. I'm going to be able to do this. Here, I want, she got land for me when I turned 16. You know what I mean? They want, hopefully, well, my future children will. They would want stuff like that. Teaching children, and this is why God has, has waited so long to bless me with kids, because he knows the way that I was raised. Like, I just can't, because I'm no parent, of course. But the things that I see, you cannot judge. Like, I can't judge because I'm not a parent. But some of that raising your child up in, oh, you got to have on the best, the best, the best, instead of raising your child on, you got to be the best, the best, the best is different to me you know they're gonna wait they're gonna um you know grow up thinking that if they don't have on this they they are incapable you know what i mean or like they're just less than if they don't have the newest pair of shoes or you know a fresh this or you know what i mean like i just feel like if people spend more time getting clothes people spend more time getting clothes than they would getting their LLCs together. And that's a problem. <laughs> like people spend more time figuring out when the next Jordans will come out or when the newest Balenciaga bag is going to come out when they don't know when their annual report is due <laughs> or they don't know how to do their taxes or something. So I just feel like it's, it's pretty stupid to, to, blow all your money, especially if you had like a reality TV show up your momentum of your personal brand, how could you lose out on that? How are you not, how are you back where you began? That's just, you, you got the wrong people around you. That's all that is. So I'm sorry for her. Yeah. You know, I'm probably going to watch the show <laughs> because that's what I do. I love to watch. Um, I have a few trash TV uh that I like to watch in my spare time. Um, you know, it's exciting. Sometimes, you know, I can't watch some of that stuff for too long now. Josh's got away, like sometimes I had to just turn it off. But I definitely watch like baddies. Sometimes it get on my nerves a little bit. I do kind of zone out of that. But um, you know, I couldn't keep watching the Krishan thing. That was like, you know, I love her as a person. I love seeing what's going on now with her and her pregnancy and all that stuff. But I don't like that relationship stuff. That was weird. Um, but other than that, I just feel like she, um, she should just, ugh, it just sucks. I don't really want to see Lucky back on the show with Jocelyn, because I feel like she's going to treat her horribly, 
So I, I don't know. I'm not too sure about that, but I'm wishing her the best, I guess, and all the support and love. And uh, I really honestly hope she just doesn't go back. Honestly, I just hope something else happens and she finds her way. But it is what it is. You got to do what you feel that you got to do. But gosh, if you get this second chance, please don't blow it. Uh, don't blow it because the humiliation is already coming. And who knows what Jocelyn wants you to do to get back in her good graces. You know what I mean? You just never freaking know. Moving on to step on these next sis. Y'all, I got to give it to my girl. I wish she was my girl. You know, I feel like we friends under this sis. But I want to give it to JP. I've recently, uh, one, I love watching interviews. Love watching interviews. I hope to be someone just giving interviews. Um, I, I really hope to be in that space. I loved JT's interview with, uh, I want to say it was Angela. Um, I'm not sure. It's like AM. <laughs> I don't want to get her name wrong. I really got to get my life together. I'm so sorry. But um, I was just super, super proud of how vulnerable she was being on camera. She's always real in herself, but we get that stuff at a glance. She doesn't do a lot of interviews, but when she does do an interview, it's like, I'm all ears because there's things that I can learn. There's little gems that she could drop. And I'm just like, oh, I'm so glad I'm catching this because, you know, sometimes the internet could make it seem like things are so out of reach for you, you know, especially with like the younger crowd getting a lot of you know, just a lot of momentum and like a lot of, oh my gosh, they got everything type vibe. And I'm just proud of how she's still being herself, I guess, in a sense. Like she's not letting nobody like dictate. She's saying no, listen, <laughs> she wakes up and does whatever she wants to do. She's saying yes, the only things that she wants to do. And I'm here for it. I admire it. She talks about being a good person out loud and not uh, being afraid to just be herself. She talked about wanting and being excited to start therapy and, you know, not giving in to Hollywood type vibes and all that stuff. And I'm just very like, ugh, I admire her a lot, especially for not letting the internet get to her too much. You know, of course, people probably have their moments because again, we don't know these people. These are celebrities that we get at a glance, you know, if you will. So I'm very, like, I'm very inspired by her hustle. I love a hustler. I love a hustler. That's why me and my mans, me and my mans, me and my, my hubby, all right? I love a hustler. I love a person who wants to work for it, all right? And I love seeing her story, hearing her story. Every time I hear her talk about her story, it's something else that I didn't hear before. And I'm just like, ugh. I can't believe going through that, man, like defending yourself in jail and defending yourself in the public and still working hard while your other half is like building your business and your brand for you. Like, man, it her story is just incredible. Mother on drugs and you know what I mean? And uh, father lying to her and all this. It's like, man, y'all got to go listen to the interview. But I wanted to give JT her flowers you know, while she's still here. And I, I very much, very much, very much admire her for everything that she's doing and being herself in it. So I'm looking forward to the things that she's finally about to come out and do um, on her own. And I, I just, I just love that for her. All right. So you keep stepping on these next sis. Okay. So yes, that brings us to the end of another episode of And That's What The Podcast. 
with your girl Alicia Wanja, aka Queen of the Dark Skin. Bad as you know what I'm gonna say. It doesn't get no darker than this, baby. This chocolate gold, chocolate melon is just uh, forever melts. Okay, so go ahead and hit that subscribe button, please, <laughs> on all social media platforms: Instagram, YouTube, TikTok. Hit them all up, Patreon. Um, we will be dropping some episodes on Patreon. I can't wait for you to see them. They're gonna be so excited. Um, I can't wait for the growth of this podcast. And even though I'm in and out, I'm never stopping. Never, ever, ever. I don't care if I got to record on my phone, which half the time I be doing <laughs> when things don't work out or when technical difficult technical sorry difficulties come up. This is what I'm doing. I'm getting it. You know what I mean? So I can't wait till I really elevate and really show people that I'm here. And when people stop sleeping on your girl, I'll be even happier. But, you know, I, I really love the support that I do get. And I love everybody who listens. I love y'all so much. Remember, if you have any stories or any questions, you can send them to atowpod at gmail.com. Don't forget to comment. Um, especially let us know if there's any topics you love to hear us discuss. We love it. We love it. Or any guests that you secretly want to be on here because you never know. I might have your favorite TikTok. I might have your favorite celebrity on here. You never know who's going to be on here because your girl is going to the top. All right. You heard it. You heard it here first. <laughs> so I just want to keep that in mind. All right. But now nah, I'm going to go ahead and get out of here. You can catch me every single Monday. I will be here up in the air, y'all, just floating and, and potting. Okay. I will be here each and every week. I love y'all. Love y'all. Love y'all. And that's on what? How to say no. no. I don't want your number, no I don't want to give you